Welcome to the In All Things podcast. Here, we talk about everything from friendship and personalities to contentment and faith. Our goal, to encourage you to seek Christ in all things. Hey, how's it going? I'm your host, Sierra. Let's imagine you're in my living room and dive into real conversation. Welcome to In All Things, friends. I am excited to have you here today for this conversation. I hope that you guys are having a wonderful start to your new fall schedule, whatever that looks like. I just, I love this time of year. It is an opportunity to start with a clean slate and to jump into new things. And that's always a fun thing to do. Something that has been on my heart lately, well, really for over over a year, is living in this world. It's kind of an oversimplification, but it's definitely something I've been feeling lately. We are living in a world that has an awful lot to offer us. And it can be really easy to get caught up in all of that, to get distracted by it. So what I want to look at today is what the Bible says about this, because the Bible is actually very clear about living in this world, how we're supposed to balance living in the world, but not being a part of it. If we were to be completely honest, it's probably one of the hardest parts of being a Jesus follower that we're called to be completely different. We don't participate in all of the world's activities. We act different than others. And because of that, we aren't treated the same either. Some of those times that different treatment is more subtle than others. And that can be really hard. But nevertheless, we are called to be set apart from the world. We are called to be different even when it's hard. Jesus talks about this in John 15. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world. But I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. When we become Christians, we change. Some of that change happens internally because of the work of the Holy Spirit, and some of it happens because we make conscious changes in our lives externally with the guidance of the Holy Spirit. In 2 Corinthians, we are told, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. As believers, we represent the gospel. We represent Jesus. A long time ago, like 2,000 years Jesus walked here on earth. He went around to cities and people were able to see and witness who Jesus was firsthand. And when Jesus went back to heaven, he gifted us with the Holy Spirit so that we could be filled with him. So that we would know what we are to do, how we are to act, and how to represent Christ. And now because Jesus himself isn't walking around giving witnesses the ability to see who he is and what he does, there's us. You may have heard before that we are to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And this is why, because we have the responsibility to show others who Jesus is. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Don't conform to the patterns of this world. Why? Because otherwise we don't stand out. 
If we conformed, we would blend into the world, blend in with the unbelievers. And if that was the case, how could anyone tell us apart then? We would be incorrectly representing the Lord. I mentioned this last week that if Christians are lying and gossiping and giving into anger, non-believers are going to think, hey, it must be okay to lie and gossip and get angry. Or even think that those are things that Jesus stands for. And it can go so much further than this. What about abortion? How many people who call themselves Christians advocate for abortion? Or, or they support homosexuality? Or they teach a prosperity gospel? Who drink to the point of getting drunk? Or they smoke weed, which alters your state of mind? One time I had a conversation with a coworker, and this person is not a believer. And in this conversation, he ended up asking me if I'd ever been drunk. My answer was no. And I explained that the Bible teaches that getting drunk is not honoring to the Lord. He was honestly very surprised and taken aback by this. And he's like, oh, wow, my other Christians' friends don't follow that. I didn't even know that. So you can see that how we conduct ourselves and how we talk about our faith and how seriously we stand up for our faith, it makes a huge difference. This guy who does not know the Lord thought it was perfectly fine to get drunk. It makes a huge difference when we are firm in our beliefs and we are aligned with biblical foundations. When I got my first job, I had this attitude that no matter who was in front of me at the moment, I now represented this new company that I worked for. And at the time, it was Target. So whatever customer was in front of me, I was Target to them. And I could either leave them thinking that Target was great or that it was awful. I also think the same goes for our family. I'm I'm an adult, but I still represent my parents and how they raised me. And in the same way, we are Jesus to whoever we are standing in front of. We can either leave them seeing the true loving Jesus or the fake everything feels good Jesus or the, which is also incorrect, the judging and condescending Jesus. Which Jesus do you want to leave them with? We have to begin to ask ourselves how we're being set apart for Christ. Does our speech reflect Jesus with patience and love, or do we use colorful language and speak out of anger? Do our actions show that we know what the Bible says about sexual immorality or drinking or how to treat others? Do our values align with biblical values, or do we pick and choose what's applicable in the Bible and then only listen to progressive Christian voices instead? These questions are really important to ask ourselves in order to keep ourselves in check. Last week, we talked about accountability, and these questions are good when keeping this in mind because keeping ourselves accountable is even more important than keeping others accountable. James 4, 4 through 8 says, You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us? But he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to the Lord. 
Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. This is a crystal clear passage, pretty clearly outlining how God feels when it comes to us being one with the world. The world's standards, its way of thinking and living is vastly different than God's, and not even just different. It's completely opposite. Take a look at our world today. One big thing in recent news is that Texas passed a heartbeat bill, which made abortions illegal once that once a heartbeat had been detected. And do you know that our federal government is trying to sue Texas for this bill? They're actually trying to fight for the right in order to murder babies. The world is fighting against God's ways. Marriage was created to be between one man and one woman. And not only is it widely accepted, but it is celebrated now when two men or two women come together in marriage. And you can have men choose to become women and marry a woman who had chosen to become a man. It's completely opposite of God's intention in his design. God is clear on his designed sexual ethic. Yet when young people past a certain age who are not married, when they remain virgins, they're ridiculed and they're looked down upon. They are following God's plan, but to society, they're just outcasts. God calls us to not be fearful. Yet the past year and a half, many people, including Christians, have given into the fear that has been spoon-fed to us. We have to realize that the majority of the time, like to be clear, very few times is this not the case, God's ways and the world's ways are polar opposite. Honestly, If you're ever wondering how to discern whether something is from God or not, or if something is God's design or his way of doing something, take a look and see what the world's reaction is. If the world is cheering it on, you might as well ditch it. We hear in 1 John, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Now, there's a popular phrase that I named this episode actually after, saying, although we are in the world, we are not to be of the world. We were put here for the purpose of spreading the gospel and sharing Christ's love with others. So it doesn't mean that we can't associate or even be friends with those who are not believers, those who choose a different lifestyle than us. That is absolutely not the case. Like, look at Jesus. He went and ate among the tax collectors and the sinners. We talked about that a little bit last week as well. We aren't called to remove ourselves completely from the world, but we aren't supposed to be associated with the world in the sense that we blend in with what everyone else is doing, that we join along. Because that is where we stumble and it can suck us into more temptation and more of a sinful lifestyle. So we need to be firm and set apart in our beliefs and our lifestyle that's living for Christ, but also seeking out relationships with people in order to bring them the gospel. 
So as we go about our weeks, I just pray that we are all encouraged and we're convicted to live our lives differently. That we go against the grain in what society tells us to do. If you all remember this past spring, I did a Q&A episode with some friends where we answered your questions and we talked about things like keeping friends accountable, um, structuring our schedule, even finding new hobbies. We kind of covered a lot of ground and we answered as many questions as we could and we are going to do that again. I have three more friends coming on the podcast in a few weeks and we would love to answer your questions. So if you have any questions to submit, you can go ahead and find me on Facebook or Instagram at in all things pod on both of those and you can send me a DM and we will answer as many questions as possible. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for joining today's conversation. I hope this was an encouraging episode as you continue to walk with the Lord. If it was, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps with the app's algorithm and allows In All Things to be accessible to even more people. Share with your friends and give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at In All Things Pod on both of those and visit our website at inallthingspodcast.com. See you next time.